0: Have you ever had a a hard hard situation happen in your life where you feel like it throws you for a loop and you're kind of just barely doggy paddling your way through life you're in coping slash survival mode and you're like ah, how do I get through this. If you've ever felt that way you are not alone and today we're going to talk about some coping ideas and strategies to help you get through that stage and keep moving forward even if it's at a snail's pace so these are easy tips you can incorporate and they will help you survive that with grace so stay tuned welcome to the american mother's mom to mom podcast a show that lifts encourages supports and educates mothers to do their best in their awesome responsibility to raise teach and champion the rising generation. Join us as we talk to and answer questions from mothers nationwide about the challenges, heartbreaks, joys, and lessons learned from one mother to another.
1: We're so happy you joined us today with the American Mothers and Mom-to-Mom podcast. I am Deanne Taylor and co-host...
0: And I'm Tamara K. Anderson, and we're excited to be here with you today.
1: I think this is a really great topic, no matter what stage you are in life, is to address some ways you can cope with things that are happening long-term or short-term, because we all have those things that just crop up and throw us for a loop at times. Don't you agree, Tamara? Oh,
0: 100%. Absolutely. And they do. Sometimes they hit you out of the blue, and one day you're fine, and next day it feels like uh, a building has fallen on top of you and you're carrying all that weight on your shoulders. It's hard sometimes.
1: Right. And then there are those times you think you're going along just really, really well. And then you realize, whoops, I am ready to drown here. Mm. I don't know how I'm going to survive even just the next couple of days. Yeah. And then there are those times that you have things that you know are long-term mm-hmm. and we hope some of these ideas will help you kind of level that off along the way. So you don't get buried emotionally or physically under those things. Absolutely.
0: Well, let's kick it off. I'm going to share a quick story that my neighbor shared with me that I realized is such an important tip if you're in that coping mode. And uh, my neighbor happened to be going through cancer treatments she was at retirement age and she decided to keep working through these cancer treatments and i remember asking her about that and she said Tamara, the reason i'm still working is i needed something normal in my life cancer had thrown me for such a loop that i figured i needed something that made me feel normal and going mm-hmm. to work even with diminished hours helped her feel normal and as i thought back on my life especially having children with autism when they were super young and really really hard i realized i kind of did the same thing keeping up with those routines helps us feel like okay this part of my life is really crazy but i'm gonna hold to this normal routine and it just helps us catch our breath and feel like okay i can get through this because i can do this routine that i've done a thousand times And it just helps me feel more at peace. It helps me feel more calm because we're creatures of habit. So I thought that was a really good tip that I wanted to share as far as coping is find something normal that you do and keep doing it through the craziness. And it will help you feel kind of more at peace.
1: I think that's a really good idea. I'm going to do a flip side of the coin right here. Yeah. Okay, I'm a mother of eight children. And there are times between all their activities and everything that's going on it is overwhelming Mm -hmm. and there are some times that i just can't do it all Mm -hmm. and i think we need to realize that's okay too
0: oh absolutely
1: sometimes the toys didn't get picked up every night and that's okay when my mother came to visit my house at one time she goes deanne you were never like this when you were in my home, I go, I didn't have eight children when I lived in your home. <laughs> it was it was easy to make my bed. It was easy to put my things away. It was easy to fold the laundry and, and get things put away. Don't get down on yourself on those times because you will catch up. Unfortunately, your children aren't going to automatically put everything away. That is not going to happen. But I don't think we need to da- be down on ourselves if we get to a point that You just can't do it all. And -hmm. there again, part of the coping is being willing to recognize you need help. Mm -hmm. Call a friend to come in and just spend a day or just spend a couple hours to help you catch up. Mm -hmm. And that will help them feel good, like they've been serving you as their friend. And you will feel better because you are where you need to be. Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: And I love how you pointed out, it's okay to modify And to realize I'm at a point in my life where this is going to have to go and this is going to have to go and kind of prioritize what are the most important things that need to happen and everything else it, it can go and so just be okay with that you don't have to compare, I love the saying don't compare your blooper reels. To somebody else's highlight reels so Uh don't compare your life and when you're seeing all that dirtiness all over your house, the laundry piled up the toys sitting out dinner still in the sink from last night. (laughs) Just realize that okay it's one of those days, and we are going to just kind of go with the flow. And we're not going to compare this to somebody's feed on Instagram where their house is shiny and perfect, because often behind that shiny and perfect shot, there is chaos behind it. So just know, just know, don't compare your blooper reel. It's out of the
1: the camera frame, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My son told me once that he was writing everything down that he needed to do for the day. And I'm going really, you're smart, you can get things done, mom, but if I write it down, it takes it off of my mental list, and onto a physical list. So I don't have to sit there and think about Okay, what else was I going to do? What else was I going to do? It removes that part of the clutter from his mind. Mm -hmm. So I've adopted that. And I, I love making lists. In fact, sometimes I do something, and Go, oh, I didn't put that on the list. So I put on the list so I could cross it off. Amen. S-
0: <laughs> so great to check it off,
1: right? Check. <laughs> so yes, I did accomplish something today. And so making a list is really, really a valuable thing to do. It helps you clear your mind, at least of what you think you need to do. And then like we were talking before, it doesn't get done. Guess what? There's always tomorrow to get it done, but Absolutely. that might help you prioritize. You have a list mm-hmm. of things that you know you have to get done, just like a shopping list. I need to get these things at the store. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to remember everything because I never remember everything anyway. But if you have a list of things that you know you'd want to get done and you get done as many as you can because life happens mm-hmm. and you cannot plan day to day or hour by hour because with a family, those plans change frequently.
0: Absolutely. You have to learn to be flexible. I I love how you brought that up, that it is important to write a list. I know I do that as well. And there are things that I put off till the next day or realize, okay, that wasn't so important today. It's going to go to... Friday or Saturday, (laughs) that I'm going to do it then. And maybe I can enlist my kids to help me with X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? But I think another thing that maybe we don't often write down, especially as women, is we don't write down downtime or like a reward for us getting through something hard during the day. Um, What are your favorite things? What helps you relax at the end of the day? Do you like taking a bath? Do you like having some alone time maybe on your back patio and just breathing after the kids are down or for me my escape is usually reading I loved just sitting down and. Reading a book, but take some time for you, because often if we're in a coping slash survival mood, it means that our stress level is high and it's elevated and it's important we take time to schedule things that help us feel more capable. And when we do these things that help us relax, then we come back as better wives, as better mothers, as better partners.
1: That's really true. I find I used to sit down and watch a movie in the Mm. evening, but I'm at the point now that I can only watch 30 minutes of it. Fortunately, (laughs) I can pick it up later the next night or something else, but that 30 minutes is good for me. Mm -hmm. And I know that pause of my schedule is good enough. 30 minutes is good enough. And I don't have to sit and watch the whole thing. Sometimes I feel like it's moving too slowly and I don't have time Mm -hmm. to sit there and watch their dialogue. That's great for in in the evening or in the afternoon Mm -hmm. when you have some schedule time. But there are times that during the day, you just have to pause and take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. All it is is just take a deep breath. Uh, I liked one coping skill that I saw and said, uh, use a five, four, three, two, one and take in the details of your surroundings and write them down or just think of mentally. What are five things that you can see? Now, don't look at the mess, look at the sky or look at something nice. Mm-hmm. What are five things you can see? And then maybe four things that you can feel. And then think about three things you can hear. And then two things you can smell. And then one thing you can taste. Maybe you want to go take a bite of that thing you can taste. If it's in the mm-hmm. kitchen, you have a little nourishment along the way. Mm-hmm. But it's just a chance to sit back or take three deep breaths and just clear your mind. There's a lot of ways that you can take just a minute to decompress or Evaluate where you are and get a little bit of relaxation. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I love the three deep breaths thing. It's very grounding and it's very helpful to just, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Let me just take some deep breaths, kind of center myself and feel like, okay, even do some affirmations. I can do this.
1: You know? <laughs> that, that helps a lot. Sometimes. I'm strong
0: enough. I'm capable enough. I can do this one step at a time. I remember a friend telling me, and I did this when my kids were really, really little is I felt like I cannot survive the next hour. I just can't do it. Even thinking about making it an hour when my kids were behaving the way they were made me want to fall on the floor and cry with them, you know, and she said, just take it one minute at a time. Can I make it the next minute? Well, yeah, yeah, I can make it the next minute. And then the next minute after that so sometimes breaking Mm -hmm. your day down into chunks if you're so overwhelmed breaking it down and you've heard the saying yard by yard life is hard inch by inch it's a cinch so sometimes taking down like i can't make it through today well how about the next five minutes And you make it through the next five minutes okay and then after that and so sometimes breaking it down into smaller increments of time if we're feeling completely overwhelmed it's a great coping uh
1: there's a lot of good things that you can do in your life to help you get through times that are very difficult Mm -hmm. and we've talked about some some people like to keep a journal Mm. Uh, they say at the end of the day but sometimes you need to do it right in the moment Mm-hmm. and allow yourself the time that you need to do to keep a journal another thing that we forget sometimes to do is to take care of ourselves with eating and sleeping proper eating and drinking oh. water make sure you hydrate make, uh, those little taking care of yourself moments during the day are just as important as any scheduled later in the day another thing is take a break and call a friend Mm -hmm. spend some time with family spend time with someone who can lift you and help you I agree
0: and I'm just going to go back to when you were saying take care of yourself Uh sometimes we need to schedule that You know, like I am going to do this because I'm important too. I know that often as a mother, I've seen that everybody takes priority over me and that's because I'm prioritizing them over me. And I didn't realize it until somebody pointed out to me that I had scheduled my dog to get his annual physical and I hadn't done mine in three years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) So I was really good about making sure my kids got in to see the doctor and even the dog. But Tamara, that's not true. so much. So, you know, it, it sometimes it takes something hitting us upside the head and going, oh, yeah, that's kind of not good. So it's important that we prioritize ourselves and our physical health right. so that we, we can then better up. take care of everybody else because right. we are caregivers as mothers.
1: Uh, that's a really good point. We need to put ourselves on the list.
0: Yes. Put, put yourself, yourself on, on the, the list. list daily. Sometimes you have to create those moments. Uh, when... Every day, can I have some me time? I need some me time. And I know when my kids were little, I couldn't even go to the bathroom. They'd stick their little fingers under the door of the bathroom door and have to pee with the door open. You're like, there's no privacy in motherhood. Absolutely none. But finding some you time. I know once my husband got home, I was just like, mommy needs some time. (laughs) And that helped me survive. And if you don't have a spouse that's supportive, find a friend you can swap with. Because I did that as well. I'd swap with friends and say, all right, you take care of mine on this day and I'll take care of yours on this day. And it just gave us time away because we come back better.
1: Yeah, you you have to do that. And they appreciate as much as you do. And then when you have their children over, guess what? Your children engaged in something. So that kind of helps you out there, too. No, I, I enjoyed having them come over because my children found more productive things to do sometimes. Yeah. Of course, we didn't have screens. We had TV, but it wasn't as exciting as now. And there's nothing on during the day.
0: Yeah. And with that, I will also point out that often if you're using your downtime to just scroll through social media, it isn't a very healthy coping skill. Often no. you're comparing, find something that truly relaxes you. Because scrolling through social media isn't healthy for you. Find something else.
1: So for anybody. For anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've talked about some really healthy coping skills. We want you to be aware that there are some unhealthy coping skills. So if you're even thinking about these, why don't you flip back to what we've talked about previously? Spend time with family. Take care of yourself. Uh, keep a journal. Make a list. Practice meditation or mindfulness. Those are some good things. Even go outside in nature, get that Mm -hmm. spiritual rejuvenation that you might need. But some of the unhealthy coping skills are pretty obvious, but you might need to help someone you know through some of these things. Okay, one of them would be drinking or using drugs Mm -hmm. or depending on even temporarily drugs because we know that that could become habitual. So be very careful about that. Another one is avoiding the problem not recognizing what can i do to overcome this maybe you need to talk to somebody and remember if anything gets too much for you or a friend there's always professionals that are there willing to help you and it's okay to do that Mm -hmm. that does not lessen your ability to cope it just helps you understand how you can cope better yeah and to get through that another one is bottling up your emotions through all of this thing Mm -hmm. share it's not healthy for you to keep those things inside of you. Yeah. Not and want some people to talk it
0: out and some people write it out. Right. And so however that's you right. do it, find the way you best get it out. But that's get why journaling.
1: Journal it out. Right. And then uh, you could be working too much or using other distractions. I liked what Tamara's friend did. She realized it was healthy for her to go to work a little bit. Mm-hmm. She recognized her limit. Mm-hmm. but she recognized the joy and the fulfillment it brought her while she was able to do that. And don't ever give up your identity. Recognize you are a special woman. You have great value. Hang on to that if you need to, because mm-hmm. we love you. We want you to yeah. stay with us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes these things also come out as anger. If you mm. find yourself angry, I know that I, would feel angry sometimes, especially at my kids. And I'd go and I'd pray it out to God. I'm like, I don't want to feel angry, but I feel angry. <laughs> and so sometimes anger is a manifestation of that. You're not coping well. Again, the social media overuse, self-harm. There's some of that that goes around and be aware that if people are doing self-harm, the cutting or even saying negative things about yourself, That's Mm -hmm. self-harm, you know? Eating disorders can also be a manifestation of something is wrong, I'm not coping well, I'm not processing this well. So be aware of that as well.
1: Those are good points. I I think we're talking about coping with all types of things. There's anxiety, there's depression, there's stress, there's grief, there's loss of any kind. Uh, These could help you through any of those situations. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just need to be aware that you can get through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there again, if you need to lean on someone else, I think that's what helped me the most in some of my circumstances that I had someone that I could lean on, someone mm-hmm. that would help me get over the rough spots. Yeah, And that's sometimes all you need, just get you over the rough spots. So you can get even keel. With your emotions and where you're going. Yeah. So reach out. We love each other. We want to help and support each other. Yeah.
0: I'm just going to tack on two additional thoughts that I just had. One is another positive way you can cope is to find a hobby. And if you're stuck at home, find a hobby you can do at home. For example, when I was a young mother, one of my hobbies was gardening. That was my escape, especially when the kids are home during the summer. I'd have them come out in the yard with me and they were playing on the swing set and I was working in my garden. And that was very therapeutic for me because it gave me something to focus on besides all the ways that I felt I wasn't enough as Mm -hmm. a young mother. The other thought I had was exercising. Exercising gives you your body natural endorphins and that's something you can do at home If you're stuck at home, I remember walking up and down my stairs, sometimes you feel like your emotions are all pent up inside. And we talked about talking them out and journaling them out, sometimes physically moving helps you process. One of my kids had a counselor and, and he said, move your body, move your brain. And so if you're struggling to process emotions, moving, physically moving, whether it's walking, running, doing yoga, whatever it is, move your body and it will often help you cope better. So physical exercise is two thumbs up.
1: Well, that's a good idea. If you have a pet, take your pet for a walk. Well, if you can walk your pet. Some <laughs> pet something I like to do is I would bake with my children. Because mm. that was something I like to do. We would cook things and then we would take them to our neighbors. Mm. i I've talked to some people who found that serving others helped them get out of a depressive state. So sometimes just making more mess with your children (laughs) but serving others can also help you get out of that cycle yeah
0: yeah and it it doesn't have to be anything complex if you're talking about you don't have to take somebody a a a baked good maybe you can have your kids color a picture and you notice that the widow down the street could use some cheering up and It might cheer you up to have your kid go drop that off. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's
1: really a good idea. It does not have to be baking. That's what we like to do. I think sometimes small things mean the most. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem very large to a child to color a picture, but to share that picture with someone who's lonely is a great idea.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: I'm going to twist this a little bit now because uh, all of us, well, not all of us have had teenagers, but you and I have had teenagers. And (laughs) the things that teenagers have to deal with today are definitely, they're definitely not things that I had to even think about back when I was a teenager. I think it's important as mothers that we understand that they also are coping with a lot. And we need to be aware of some of the things they're going through. So we can encourage them in dealing with those instead of squelching them down and thinking they're going to go away because they're not going to go away until the, these kids could deal with what's bothering them.
0: Yeah. And some kids are better at talking about those things than others. I've noticed just the difference in my children. Some of them will talk my ear off and others, it's like pulling teeth to get them to tell me about their day. Do you know what I absolutely.
1: mean? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely.
0: And so whether they talk to you about what they're dealing with or not, I think maybe just saying, Hey guys, I, Today, after dinner, I just wanted to show you one quick coping skill, and then the next day after dinner, can I show you one more? Do you know? So, talking through things that maybe worked for you, and ask them what do you do when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, and let's talk about if that's a positive way to deal with it, or if there's a better
1: way. I like that idea because it it isn't bringing it directly onto the child, you're sharing with everybody. And then they might have some ideas to share back and what they have Mm -hmm. learned from their friends or their teachers. And that way you can learn a little bit more about what they're aware of what's going on. I think it's important that we just bring to mind a few of the things that teenagers are personally dealing with, not even outside influences, just them personally. Okay, we all know they're growing, their bodies are changing in so many ways. And they have awakening sexuality. And then they have to, on top of that, in this day and age, determine their identity. And then with all this going on, they're seeking independence. Mm-hmm. They're trying to prepare to leave the nest. And that's hard for parents to accept. And it's also hard. For, they're excited to do that. But there's always a lot of anxiety also about what am I going to do? How am I going to support myself? hmm So those are just the internal things, not even dealing with the environment around them. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, my friends. Well, just know if you're struggling right now or know somebody who is, share this podcast with them because you never know. Somebody might glean something from it. If you're thinking of a friend or a neighbor or a sister-in-law, maybe who you're like, oh, they could really use this. Or I just wanted to share something. I learned, share this with them because... We need each other as women. We need each other as mothers. And it takes a village to raise kids. And we hope that we are part of your village as you struggle through motherhood, because we all do.
1: That's true. And there is fun at the end. (laughs) but, But as your children get older, you also enjoy the thrill of grandchildren. And you're there to help support them through these same things. You can also share some of your wisdom and what you've gained along the way with them. Without being preachy, they don't like to be preached to, but they like to be visited with and talked with. And they love stories about when you were growing up. So you can always share with them how you dealt with some of the things that they might be dealing with. And that creates a special bond. I know my children talk about how they love visiting with my parents and what Mm -hmm. they learned from them. Life goes on You keep learning all through life and keep sharing. Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today. And what is up next, Deanne?
1: Well, we have a surprise next time. So stay tuned. We like to bring you surprises every once in a while. There's a lot of things out there that we've been talking to people about and uh, we haven't decided what's up next yet, but we'll have it ready for you. Awesome. Thank you for joining us on this great episode on coping. We all have our different ways of coping, but I think that you remember always that you are good enough, you're strong enough, you can do this. I want to share with you a quote by Dr. Frances Ann Bailey, who is a 2023 Virginia Mother of the Year. She has gone through some really rough spots in her life, but I think you'll be pleased to hear her comments about what she thought when she was named the Virginia Mother of the Year. Remember, you're great and you're good, and we'll see you next time. Here's Dr. Bailey. Ooh, it was really humbling. And I actually shed
2: tears. A lot of times, like when I made that transition, as I stated, and my daughter had to go to my mom's house for a couple months a couple years until I got myself straight to bounce back, It showed me that being mother of the year, being a great mother, isn't just about what you do. It starts with who you are. So you are a great person. And when you're a great person, all titles that come with it are going to be great, all because you started as a great person. So it starts with you just being great. It's not just about having that stuff. So when I saw that, I was like, everything worked for my good. And whether I thought I was failing, I was actually achieving. And then I thought about sometimes you feel as a mother, you didn't do enough to earn certain things. And I thought about the things that people didn't see the nights I prayed for my kids, the nights that I prayed over them while they were sleeping, things like that, that wasn't tangible that helped take them just another day. So yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of mom-to-mom encouragement. We understand that being a mother can be overwhelming, but we hope that you found something useful you can apply to your own life. We invite you to share this episode with a friend who might also enjoy the message. The mission of American mothers is to support mothers, empowering them to positively impact their families and communities. We want each one of you to discover and share your innate, inherent, and natural abilities to bless your children and others.
1: The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the American Mothers Mom-to-Mom podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of American Mothers Incorporated, its members or employees. AMI is not responsible for nor does it verify the accuracy of the information contained in the podcast, nor does the series constitute any professional advice or services. We look forward to visiting with you one mom to another. Until then, just do your best at mothering and remember you're not alone. You've got an army of mothers all around you cheering you on.